Megashane, and it's always uh, fun to celebrate a very special milestone with friends. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm Victor. And we have a special guest. Uh, hopefully, we'll have another one joining in soon. We have Tora. Hi, I'm Tora. <laughs> and thank you so much for coming on this. Like I said, it's, it's a very special episode because this is our 100th episode of Megashine. And well, we've been doing this for that long, and we're finally at this huge milestone. So yeah. I'm so glad that you can join us for this. I mean, I am absolutely elated that you would have me on this show, period. But, like, to be on a on this episode, happy 100th episode. Y'all have put in the work, and this is amazing. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. Thank you. So, let's get some, let's catch up. So, Victor, what has been going on with you? Oh, everything. I have to travel this week. Um, I have to go to Richmond, Virginia. I have to... Um, I just started my Kickstarter for my graphic novel today, which is scary and crazy, but it's out there. I can't take it back. Um, so it's out there. Um, and what else is going on? Um, I can't wait till next week because I am all, just out. I'm just off all next week. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just doing a staycation, saving money because I'm not driving. So I'm saving gas, not going all the way to work and back. Um, and so, and you know, just to give y'all an idea, cause somebody asked me like, why you keep talking about work, or, like driving to work is such a big deal. So for those of you, okay, I'll use it this way. If you know where Murray, Kentucky is, and if you drive from Murray, P- K- Kentucky to Paducah, Kentucky, that's about a good 50 minute drive. That is my drive to work. That is what that looks like. Um, cause it's Los Angeles, Los Angeles and every drive is about 30 to an hour and 15 minutes there. And sometimes worse coming back because we, no one lives too close to where they work at. And if you do, you're very lucky. So that is my commute. So I'm excited that all next week I won't be able to do that. Or I won't be doing that. I'll just be chilling and driving around my area. So I am excited about that. Well, that's good and sad that I'm more excited about not spending gas money than anything else. <laughs> gas is high. It is high. It's 357 up here, so. Ew. Ugh. These Magnum Coolade ass uh, <laughs> gas prices. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. I'm mad at you for that. Yeah. Thor, what have you been up to? <laughs> Um, that's now I I didn't have anything prepared for that um, <laughs> on the spot. Uh, Vanji, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just nothing. Just trying to get myself back together. Just really submitting work, trying to get my writing back off the ground. If anybody here knows who I am. Um, I was formerly with BGN, um, and now I'm building my own um, brand <laughs> again. Yes, brand. Yes. Brand. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just pulling my work all onto my own personal site and trying to 
go to panels and to conventions and getting my cosplay together and all that jazz, you know, fun stuff, fun stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to do cosplay and, oh, it is intimidating. It, what? What's about it? Because, oh, listen, if I'm going to do cosplay, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it, like, all the way, do it DIY, uh, do it myself, mm-hmm. the contacts, everything. And I want it to look together. Who, who, so, who are you trying to, like, who are you going for? Who you want to be? Okay, so next year, mm-hmm. at my local con, I want to do three looks. Oh, okay. I want to do Jon Stewart. I want to do like a gender bent type thing, maybe, mm-hmm. um, and maybe something for Sunday. I haven't decided. Something low key. Yeah. Um. And so I saw these horns on Etsy. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Ooh, bitch, these would look good for cosplay and drag." <laughs> and I looked at the price, and they were like two eighty. Oh. I was like, "Oh, you better well, go to Party City for that." I got some. Party City. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, mm-hmm. I got them for like fifty dollars off Amazon, and they're really good material. And you can clip them onto um, any part of your hair, um, and they they work for you know our hair. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and um, I've used them in cosplay and in drag. So. Oh, okay. okay. I might have to scour uh, Amazon. Yeah, I can send you the link. But, yes, um, definitely. But yeah, because sometimes people who post things on Etsy post them on Amazon as well. You just gotta. Amazon will be like, "Oh, I noticed that you have been looking for stuff that's extra. Here is <laughs> <laughs> here is a bunch of girly stuff. Here is a bunch of costume design." <laughs> so. Yeah, that's what my Amazon looks like now. It's just costumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to. I need to get to it while I have time. Otherwise, I don't want to rush it, and then it look like uh, a mess. I yeah. mean, we can talk. Well, I, listen, I live for cosplay, so I'll I'll help. I'll I appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And the man's a, my man's a drag a drag queen and he sews so I should not be struggling as much as I am. Okay, yeah. why are you even scared? What do you even need me for? Go right. <laughs> I know because both of y'all drag is really good, so I don't know what you worried about. Listen, I'm trying to snatch trophies. <laughs> okay, yeah, Electra. Like, you're like me; you just don't like doing something if you're not the best. Right. That's true. At it. I get it. That's true because when you go to the cons. Folks are coming out with their best, well, most people are coming out with their best work. And because, you know, they're trying to make sure you get them in these pictures. They get picked up or they get, you know, because uh, there's a lot of famous people who are, a lot of famous cosplay folks who are making money I mean, out here. Listen, but I'm trying to do it too, but I'm trying to do it like as a thick girl. And, like, mm-hmm. They don't, a lot of the cos, a lot cosplay outfits you can like just buy and ew i'm trying to and you can't you can't do it past a certain size so right. i'm here trying to make cos- cosplay mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like i have to like leggings don't come past a certain size like body don't come past a 
certain size. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. So I'm just out here winging it, <laughs> <laughs> trying to make it happen. You know what I mean. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> but I love the fact that we're seeing more women of color and more women who are full figure out there just showing up and making sure you know that they're here and they're out there because you see a lot of that at comic-con i love it i love that they're just i love it so much like it and then when you run into each other it's just so much love so much positivity like mm -hmm. yes yes like the, listen it the 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 community Get that on a t-shirt. I am I am so close to trying to make a quick t-shirt. I got some time with that on there. <laughs> like just to say that. But anyway. <laughs> I was about to do uh YouTube. That's what I'm I'm about to launch my um YouTube too. I was about to do a YouTube um makeup tutorial. <laughs> um <laughs> and I was just about to do a cosplay as a member of the non existent community. It was just gonna be like blackout makeup. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but I didn't do it because I'm not I'm trying to grow past being that petty I mean it hasn't manifested yeah and now it's, it doesn't seem like it's in my ministry but we'll see well <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into this tea because we have a lot to talk about yes um so Victor, let's start us off. Yes. So, you know, Comic-Con is coming up and, you know, all of us are trying to save our coins. Some of us out here on these streets trying to get ready for um, this big event. And it's going to be interesting this year because Marvel is not going to really be there. HBO is not going to really be there. But Warner Brothers is about to take over. Now, a lot of the things that they're doing, they're going to showcase their shows and movies and it's going to be massive because they really are they have a lot of panels so they have an arrow panel if y'all still watch arrow they have legends of tomorrow they have the flash they have new shows called legacies and that's the third or the second spinoff from um, vampire diaries so i know for some of us who did watch vampire diaries i was a secret vampire diary watcher only for bonnie <laughs> Um, I watched it for Bonnie because I like that part of it. Um, but there is a new show called Legacies, which is basically the X-Men because it's a school for... Well, it's Harry Potter because it's a school for witches and warlocks and werewolves and what have you. And then they have a new show called Manifest and... Cla well, not the classic, uh, but there are popular shows like Riverdale and Supergirl and, and Supernatural. Supernatural's been on since 1971, but they are... They still are trying to make Fetch happen with that. What, like, oh what else God. do they need to go through? But <laughs> they... It's popular. People are super fans of this show, though. But, you know, they got all this, and the rumor is we're going to see trailers of Aquaman, Wonder Woman 1984, and a little bit of Shazam. So they are going to really take over Hall H, which is kind of the, the big space of doing this. Now, there's also some rumors that... Now, if you remember way back um, when the Avengers were uh, announced, it was kind of done under Joss Whedon. It wasn't really done on the Marvel. It was kind of done on Joss Whedon. Now, 
they're not going to really be there, but there's some rumors that they may do something there anyway. Mostly uh-huh. because we do know that we will be seeing the second half of Infinity War. But they also have a few things up their sleeve. As we remember, they have a streaming service on the way. Um, they also have some new projects coming up with maybe another Spider... Or another... Well, we got Spider-Man the second. Well, the second don't come in. We got Spider-Man the Far From Home coming out. You have a couple other things that are coming around the corner. You have Cloak and Dagger. You have some other things they're working on um silk is another project they're working on and then now as we now know is disney now has that property because this week they upped their ante after comcast you know try to come for the the properties of fox um the uh <laughs> disney stepped up and said no ma'am this is ours and they have it so that could be some interesting reveals but who knows that's rumors for now yeah, what was the... They closed at, what, $71 billion or something like something that? Something like that. It was... They came out of nowhere because they were, you know, they were all quiet after Comcast. And then Monday they said, no, bitch, we're coming in. This is our stuff. We said it. And this is ours. And so, just like that, they got it. And um, there there's supposedly to be some announcements. But I think they're going to do that on their own thing because they have... Disney has their own version of, you if you want to call it a Comic-Con, that happens later in the spring. So that's where we may hear more of that. But for right now, it seems to be more of Warner Brothers and DC going to be probably showing out as much as they can at Comic-Con. Huh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so is anybody excited? I mean, a part of me, I'm more excited to see Wonder Woman 1984. Um... Aquaman, you know I'm gonna be there for Jason because I have to be there for Boo, and all right, you know I have to I have to be there for that, but I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to deal with his white family. But you know I'm gonna be. Oh, they white. They are like. (laughs) That is that is a gotta put on sunglasses for that level of white. Just gotta. Uh-huh. A little paprika at the <laughs> well, at Black the Manta. That's a, that's our <laughs> that's our person. I mean, that's gonna be our black person. And and rumors are there's more people of color in the movie. I mean, I don't know how <laughs> excited I am about Wonder Woman. I just I'm going to be honest and say I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I tweet this opinion or, like, I have to, like, delete it, (laughs) (laughs) I have not yet been that, like, impressed with any, um, overly impressed with any iteration of Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. I'm going to shake the table. All right, that is a table shake. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, all right, so she, like, really likes this dude. Cool. So it's a love story. I'm unimpressed. So she's not going to be mean to him. That's not what I came here for. <laughs> right. Well, it's interesting when you talk about her because when I think of the George Perez run in the late 80s, it was more focused on her. It had nothing to do with a man because Steve Trevor was right. older and she really didn't. She was around him. He was like a kind of a guide, but he wasn't like a love interest. He was. 
going exactly. he was you know it was all about him and Etta but now it just seems that they're really trying to play that piece up and I'm thinking that's yeah. great but I don't I don't think we need that I don't think we need that from her when they do that in um when they do the love story arc in 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 movies with male protagonists it's always this gets the girl uh you know narrative and that for me is like okay i guess that's something that they need whatever but in this i was just like who is this for what is this i don't um it's not what i came here for like i the the lesbian in me is i i wasn't like the Amazons were, I wasn't like, yeah, and also a boy. Like I never, <laughs> right? didn't care about the love story. And I lived for the moments when she was just like, mm, get your, get your uh, muscles up. I'm like, for the times that she laughed at him, like, that's what I lived for in the <laughs> <laughs> And there wasn't enough of that for me. No, so I just. But, but uh, I yeah. struggled with Trevor. I felt like he wasn't needed. And I think Chris is like... Uh, he's the lesser of the Chris's to me. Mm -hmm. So that even makes him more of a non-factor. So so he's the lower? I think it's funny now, now as I rank them. He's the third for me. Yeah. Because it's Chris Evans... Chris Hemsworth, and then Chris Pine. Yeah, but then there's the other Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah, Chris, Chris Pratt. Oh, he's so douchey. Wait, isn't he the one from Parks and Rec? Yeah. He's the douche? Well, he just seems douchey. Oh. He was the like one... Like his character in um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Oh. I can see, well, not as bad as, well, Tony, I feel like it fits Tony. Yeah, Tony's definitely, like... Like, I, I, I'll, like, I agree with Tony, but, like, I'll be like, you're like right. <laughs> yeah. Douche, but, I guess, I guess he, he gives me, like, uh, I don't know. He gives me, like... He, he, he does give me, like, I, I, I just so happen to be good at things. So I'm a douche in Guardians of the Gal Guardians mm -hmm. of the Galaxy. So I get what you're saying. Uh -huh. um, yeah, it's a it, tinge yeah. with a bit of insecurity. That is kind of that. I'm a jock. He has that jockish type of yeah, thing to I get him. What you're he does give me that. I'm just. It's hard to get over my Andy Dwyer thing. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, and yeah. I do see it now that yeah. you're now that you're mentioning it. But, just, but, but yeah, I yeah. mean, I still sleep with him. But <laughs> oh, yeah, I not. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, they all can have. Well, not they won't all have equal access. <laughs> put it that way. But I'm just saying because <laughs> you know Chris Evans can have whatever he needs. That's totally fine with me. I, I mean, 
and I don't know why. I've been really thinking about that. Like, what is it about? That's another subject for another time. But I'm always like, what is it about Chris Evans that just got me like, like I would drive like, like forty miles oh. to be like, okay, okay I'm come on, explain <laughs> why. <laughs> Wait, have y'all seen that gif? Um, which one of the twins is it? The, is it Samara? <laughs> they called me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Explain, unpack. <laughs> I think it's, he has that, good, like, he looks like he's a good guy. But I also feel like there's something hiding under him that you want to like unleash you know there are some people that you want to unleash something i don't want to say dark but something like well you know something that that's like what are you repressing what is that you know i've been with people where it's like i was more into them because it was something they were trying to keep hidden and i was like no release that let that free let that freak of you come out because that's that's something that you should explore. And I just feel oh, like there's something about him. Huh? Fixer? Not really a fixer. I'm I'm an explorer. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a fixer too, girl. So I'm just letting you know I see it. <laughs> he looks like a tortured soul. So mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, especially like as cat. something inside him that's broken. Yeah. And, um, you know, one day he might be all... I just, I can't talk about it. And you're going to be like, talk about it, please. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's kind of, yeah, it's like that. It's like, what's going on? You want to help. And you you take it all, you you know, well, let's not go down that path too much. That's that on that. Yes. So we're going to move on from the Warner Brothers, but yes. (laughs) But yeah, Warner Brothers is going to, we'll see what they're going to unleash at Comic-Con. Um, so that that should be fun, which, you know, Comic-Con is about three weeks away. <laughs> so, so we'll see how oh, that yeah, goes. Yeah, it is coming up. I know. Yeah. I know. Let's see, what else do we have on the docket? Um, Those Funkos they're getting out, though. People are going crazy. Oh, my God. Well, they have some cute ones. They have um, they have the, what you, the, they have the director, the Tanaka... Um, uh, they have they have one for him. Taika. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it looks so adorable, and it, I think he's he is very uh, attractive um, man. Yeah. <laughs> they have that. They have a couple of Deadpool's, which I don't really care for, and they have Jessica Jones, which is kind of cute. Um, so they have a few stuff coming out there. Um, so it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, and also here's another rumor. Oppose. We may hear more about a possible Get Out sequel during Comic Con. What? What? Who went back in? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, that doesn't even at Comic Con while he was in jail. <laughs> see, see, that's gonna hit too close to my fucking yeah. home. Yeah, but you they know, but, but think about it. Snatching bodies. That does kind of make sense. Oh no. Well, think about it. This could be because this may not. Well, it, there could be so many ways they can do this. I mean, the Armitage could have different hubs, different places. Oh my God! What if he discovers like they're using the prison industrial complex as a way to like steal people's bodies? 
Lord. You never know. And Eerie. they can get into uh, what's that Westworld situations because that's that's Westworld type of stuff. But I was tell me why I was watching Westworld that episode with the um, indigenous people. Yeah, and I was like, why is this like Cabin in the Woods, but for because it's basically like about puppeteers, but yeah, but he's realizing that yeah. there are. You can't see me doing the quotation marks, but there are gods beneath them that are pup that are puppet masters. Yeah, and I was like, is this whole thing like an allegory? Yeah, I I will say this about Westworld. (laughs) As we jump on a tangent real quick, Westworld, you have to be, you just you can't you have to be invested in Westworld because it's very. I'm gonna say this: it's kind of arrogant. It's a very arrogant show. It's a good show. It's very like. It's very arrogant, and this the season finale was this weekend. It was a lot. It was an hour and a half, so I was like, okay, y'all, all right. I have, I am big mad about it. <laughs> but yeah, leaving. We're gonna go ahead and just you know le- yeah. leave that alone for now because Westworld is <laughs> a whole other subject. But you know, it, jumping on to something totally different. Um, <laughs> um, let's talk about the Hate You Give trailer. Um, so that came out, I think it came out over the weekend and the hate you give is a, is a, a very popular book, a very popular book that came out not too long ago. And it's all about a young girl who witnessed, um, her friend murdered by the cops. And this is a, this is a, about a black group of people. So this is, this book is basically about that experience and the movie, um, is coming out very soon so the trailer came out and I don't know if y'all saw that trailer um but I it got me into my feelings because it's it's very resonant to what's really happening now and um it's gonna be very interesting because it's it's from a young girl's perspective of what happens when you see your friend murdered by the cops and how it affects your family and your community um when you know you need to speak out but then there's so much at play because as we know cops can be dirty and they can do all types of things to make sure they stay innocent um and as we see today um in today's times is it's they this is this has become a very pop i don't want to say popular that's the wrong word to say but it's a very common thing uh-huh. that we're seeing this so i was going to see what y'all thought if y'all saw the trailer and what y'all thought of it uh, Tor, did you see it? I'll, I'll let you go first. Um, I saw the I saw the first couple moments of it. I am very excited about um, the Hate You Give, and I think Amanda Stenberg, Stenberg. Gosh, I'm so bad. I think they're going to bring in a, a very inspired performance to this. Um, she takes her roles very seriously mm-hmm. and um, she takes her position in society and her work as an actress and slash spokesperson um, very seriously so I, I do think that it's it's pivotal especially um, when we're talking about not just black people but black um, women because a lot of times when we're speaking about violence mm-hmm. uh our names are are not the names that are 
are spoken, which is why, you know, say her name, hashtag say her name is a movement because it's unfortunately not to say that because a lot of times people, when we talk about this, people think that we're saying, uh, <laughs> the deaths of black men aren't important. Um, but what we are saying is that the deaths of black women and black, <sighs> you know, it, they're not focused on people forget about them. So I'm, I'm happy that this is something that's being brought to the forefront. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I saw the trailer. I'm excited about it. I didn't know it came out. It comes out October 19th, so mm-hmm. very soon. Um, I know because I believe a friend of the show, Clarkisha Kent, uh, had a uh, a thread about colorism because I know that's going to be drugged up um, about why is it you know the light skin versus dark skin aspect of police brutality um it's going to hopefully force us to and when i mean us black folks uh especially to have the conversation about police brutality and like you said Tora, why black women are routinely left out of the conversation when they are victims. Uh, And I hope white folks and non-PLC see the movie and challenge their fellow whites and non-PLC, well, non-blacks, I mean, to, to talk about why this is such a infestation on us as a society. Yep, but I hope that they challenge themselves to have those conversations outside of our mentions and understand that interracial conversations are not yours. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very good point. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) because I am tired. (laughs) Listen. Uh, And just it, there are times when you just don't need to pop in and say, well, I've never experienced because no one was talking to you. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excited so, for it. I am too. Yeah. And I, I know Regina Hall's in it and the director, George Tillman Jr. I, he directed Notorious and Soul Food. So he has a finger on black movies. Yeah. Very true. So we'll see. We'll see. It sounds like I'm gonna cry. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm gonna be mad and be in my damn feelings. Yeah, I got and I got that just from the trailer. I was like, okay, all right, I'm gonna be energized at this movie, and I probably have to be very mindful of who I'm with and everything else. So I'm excited Believe for me, it. Buzzing a yeah, bit. you're just. Oh. I know. It. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, Luke Cage came out this weekend, last weekend, um, and it, there was a lot of you know good reviews. Some people had some opinions about it. Um, I don't know if y'all saw it. I watched it all. I finished it up in two days. Um, I will say I, I I really enjoyed it. We had a lot of 
great acting, especially from Alfred Woodard. She, Lord, I was like, this is a, like a villain I can get into. Um, and especially the last few episodes where you really saw her in action. I was just like, wow, you are Black Mariah. But it was also neat to hear why she was called Black Mariah because we got uh, insight of why she was called Black Mariah. And there was some issues about colorism mentioned in that, you know, about because from her name Stokes to Dillard. And then what does that mean? Because Dillard was supposedly a a Creole last name that, that mentioned class and Stokes was the dark skin um horror name you know that was given to her given to the family and that was ex- that was exposed in, in in a lot of these episodes and i really felt like you know i mean luke cage was great it's good to look at him because he's hot to look at but at the same time it was the women carried the show this season and i don't know if y'all got to see it but what did y'all think i didn't watch it because i'm gonna be real i wasn't interested in watching it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't have... I'll watch it, but not now. Mm-hmm. Like, I know some of the acting is good. Um, to be honest, I'm only there for the women. It feels like to me, and I kind of had this issue last season, like, it feels like the uh, the majority of the men's acting is a step behind the women's. But yet, the men... It almost seems like they get more shine. Mm-hmm. And I don't, honestly, I'm just not, I'm not ready for mm-hmm. second season of Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. And I'll get around to it, just not right now. <laughs> and that's fine. That's totally fine. I, I will say that it they, they took it up a notch this year. Uh, we got a little bit more out of Misty. Um, which I enjoyed her character and her growth as well. You saw why there should be a daughters of a dra- of the dragon, um, and you. But again, I just Alfrey gave for, for me. I got so much from her journey to become basically the crime queen, crime queen um, of Harlem, <laughs> and huh. Say it three times. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot to say. The crime queen, crime queen. Um, but to to see that it was wonderful. Tora, what did you think? I walked into it with um, the same attitude as you. I, I kind of was let down by last season. Um, I was a little frustrated because I, I um am I was kind of I've always been a fan of kind of anti-heroes mm-hmm. and villains and understanding how they got that way so I was kind of wanting more for Black Mariah mm-hmm. so this season I was fed um, <laughs> so uh, Alfre Woodard gave so much um, her character the way that we saw the interaction between um we saw a lot of they explored so much of blackness not just uh not just how we codify blackness but the interactions Mm -hmm. of diasporic blackness Mm -hmm. um and, Mm -hmm. and how it it 
kind of the infighting within America, within other countries, and how we we hurl those words at each other mm-hmm. and how we fight against each other and also sometimes come together. There are moments where we look across and say we could have been brothers, we could have been so much and we should be there there are those moments where we recognize our parallels and we also recognize oh we're absolutely the same but then are we it's it's beautiful um and we also understand how white supremacy how money how all of those things have torn us apart yeah. You know, and I loved that. I loved the way they they explored that, how how with just one family, you know what I mean? And yeah. if it's just one family, imagine how many of our families are intertwined like that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying not to give too many spoilers because you haven't watched it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll say fuck it. <laughs> I, I just, but with Black Mariah alone, the way that they handle um, sexuality and sex work. There's this one line. Um, there's just there's this one scene that just keeps like echoing for me. It's when um, she takes in Billy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, when she names her. Yeah. And she, because <laughs> you see so much of. Um, mama mabel in her in that moment but you also see like there's there's talk of of using your power against men she says it's those eyes the sadness in those eyes that'll make men want to save you yeah and she calls her billy Mm -hmm. and you know we're thinking billy holiday and then she says say boom and we're thinking, oh, is it Eartha? So, so in just that moment, we're talking black women and sexuality. We're talking mm-hmm. using your power to subvert patriarchy, and we keep seeing that echoed throughout the whole series. Yeah. You know what I mean? In so many different scenes, and then I think that is what really spurs the anger the most in in that scene um, when she goes into the jamaican spot and goes off yeah is the betrayal by billy yeah because she thought that she was saving one of her kind that she was giving a woman power yeah. and she was being used yeah. i think that is what caused the coldness most for mariah true and so, i yeah, i i loved it. I, I, I enjoyed the the power and respect that she because she was dealing with men two ways. She had the respect of them, uh, three, the fear of them and the disrespect of them. Of them not really, because there was times Shades did not feel that she had control of the situation. And she did because she had him. And I always felt like, no, she has control. The fact that she still have, have you still coming back, you still saying that you still love her, she still has you. Regardless of what you think, um, when when the men disrespected her, she came back for them and she let them know that don't you ever do this to me again. Um, the moment when she stabbed the guy in the hand, that was what um, what's his name did Cottonmouth did. Yep. Uh, 
And so she was making sure that, you know, people understood that she is the queen. And even though Shades mentioned, like, you have to act as the queen, she was, I felt like she already knew that. Mm -hmm. I think it was her inner battle of accepting that, because she kept saying from in, in some of the episodes that she looked at Mama Mabel, I'm not you. But the reality was no. And I think when Mama Mabel told her, like, no, girl, you, in some ways, you surpassed her. Um, and so that was interesting to see that transformation. Like I said, I was so mesmerized by that. I was sitting there going, what if <laughs> in some weird comic book world, her and Viola, when Viola played, um, what's her name in um, Suicide Squad, if y'all were a team, the world oh, would probably burn. The world will burn just because she gave us. And what I love about, as you mentioned, Tora, the blackness of it, it was the understanding of, you know, old school blackness, new school blackness, how the support, you know, old school blackness is like, I'm going to be here with you all the way to the very end. Even when you betray me, um, there is just the way they talk to each other. The use of the word nigga in, in this was different than what you would see in a in a Quentin Tarantino movie, it was an understanding with that word in this movie, right. and I it was in this show. It was a part when um, her and Luke Cage was talking near the end, and he called her a bitch. She said, "I don't care, nigga," and I was like, mm -hmm. "I was and like, Lord, I was like, I can hear my mama and my grandmama in this conversation." It was just so real, and I just. I got a lot out of the season. It didn't even feel like a Marvel property. It felt like it was something else, but I love the fact that it is. It's just a whole diverse world of what Marvel is. And, I mean, I could talk about this on and on and on, but this was it a really good... It really felt like it was building up the world of Luke Cage. Yeah. More it... than it was building up Luke Cage himself. And, and that... And, and yet we did get more of the development of Luke Cage, but it was more of human understanding that Luke Cage is a man. Yeah. You know, and where he falls as a man, like what his where where I guess <laughs> what where he's faltered, where he's going to continue to yeah. falter because there even in the final scene where he is where he thinks he's the king you know where he's shutting misty out of the room misty night you're shutting misty out the nerve yeah. right <laughs> the audacity the audacity yeah and then i i was talking to someone about the parallels of him taking down the biggie poster um as uh, the song is playing, there's this song playing um, about him. It's saying he's lost the only woman he's ever loved. As Misty Knight is sitting there. Yeah. The only woman you've ever loved? Like, imagine, like, if that's not some Kim shit to happen to you, <laughs> like, you sitting there, he's singing about faith. <laughs> like, like the audacity yeah and then he put up uh, a picture of muhammad ali another man who struggled with you know being able to allow women that just wanted to help you leave hmm. you know because that that's what he kept doing he kept 
Luke Cage the whole season just kept saying, I can do it myself. I don't need you to help me. And they're like, well, you're you're not yeah. actually successfully yeah. doing this. So, so I, you, I would say, Nick, when you get a chance, look at it. Um, I, I, I feel like it did pretty good with women. We saw... Miss, like I said, we saw when we saw Misty really give you her growth, um, her struggles with what she was doing, who she is, and what role she should play. Um, I love the banter between her and Mariah because last season was funny because there was that one scene they were arguing. She said, "Is that all you got, trick?" And I was like, "Lord!" <laughs> but they give you more of that in this, to where you got Helfa in there, and she said, uh-huh. <laughs> "I'm not." I'm not too prone to whoop your old ass and you know and there's a line Misty said that I had to tweet when um, there was somebody in the precinct that was clowning and she said get up and take this ass whooping <laughs> oh like, yeah when she, when she was beating her um, oh and I, I even loved the blackness of that of yeah. their rivalry being that they used to be on the basketball team yeah like girl that, that hate so strong yeah <laughs> like even just and then also like the blackness of like she was um she was about to blackmail some dude and she was like mm, you don't want me to text my soror like his wife was her soror yeah <laughs> like girl don't is it was just so at its core just very black but not just one type of black because there were other moments where i had to like explain to mike like what was going on because it was jamaican black too i was just like mm, you let me yeah <laughs> yeah let me explain to you because the captions aren't working <laughs> <laughs> and bushmaster his introduction was interesting yes. and he's an interesting character too because as you mentioned there was parts where like you you saw like we could we could work together but because of that family history and what Bushmaster went 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 through, he was he was blinded by that. He was blinded by that, and there was parts of me that was like, I see the potential in you, dude, but you just, but I get where you're coming from because your whole family, your your, and then what happened to him when he was young? They tried to take him out, and so, you know, there was even there was even like this moment where between Bushmaster and his uncle, where his uncle was giving him the, uh, you know, okay, so you know there's the first generation immigrants who who come here and they're like, as long as we build Mm -hmm. and we do what we're supposed to do, we are fine. We don't want to make them believe that we, we don't want to feed into it. And Bushmaster is some of us who, are basically no they are going to keep burning down whatever we make whatever we have and peace is not going to cut it yeah and it, it's that those conversations that that you you know that you aren't going to get unless it's own voices you know those conversations that it it has to have not just one type of blackness, not just one type of voice. All of these voices have to be combined to get this, for it to feel this rich, for it to feel this real. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Beautiful. Um, it was beautiful. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was 
that that moment where he said, "You you need peace," and he said, "No, I I won't. Like I just I can't. I yeah. cried. There was so I cried a lot this season. I'm not even going to lie. Like it it was." And then to to see uh, Janelle, that is not her name. I just watched a lot of the game. <laughs> um, her, her transition into Nightshade. Yes. Ooh, child, that, I live. And for those who don't know, you know, Nightshade, and I love the fact that they, they, they pay homage to Nightshade's look. Because it's a very distinctive mm. look in the comics. Now, I nice. hope... There's two outfits I hope she is not going to wear. The original one that she was basically wearing a swimsuit <laughs> and a halter uh, and, and a halter. Um, or this weird S&M outfit, which could be cute to a degree, but it, it that's not going to work either. But I I feel like not only did it introduce that of her, but I felt a little bit of that whole magical part of Marvel Universe they've been trying to hint in you know with dr strange and other pieces too because there was some parts about what she was doing that was like okay because she talked about how magic and science is something but i was like thinking okay but i could also see you meddling in with um agents of shield at some point you know because she is her character in the comics is no ass joke so that's why i'm like i'm excited that several times too. I mm-hmm. think several characters may have said magic, science, yeah. God, they're all the same. It's how you use yeah. it. So I, I think they really are trying to push it. But I I felt seen watching uh them do some root work yeah. on a show. <laughs> <laughs> I, just watching the transition of uh, uh, a black girl with an apothecary um, mm-hmm. root on someone, I was like, mm, the charmed we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> right, the charm we wanted. All right, you know, we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in this because we can just keep going, but we have other yeah. things, and let's <laughs> let's just go ahead and get into Drag Race because, <sighs> honey, yes, let's Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> L- yeah, let's let me, drag let me, that. Let me race. just lay down. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna lay down on this because, oh. Yes, let me go ahead and finish off this, polish off this wine. So <laughs> the reunion of Drag Race happened last week, mm. and okay, let's start off with something good. What were some of your top looks from the queens? And I'll go first. I'll I liked what Dusty Ray Bottoms had on. It was very goth. It was very. Um, it reminded me of something Alexander McQueen might do okay. or might have done. Uh, another favorite was uh, Asia O'Hara. Yeah, she was giving me uh, Veronica Lake with that uh, that wave. Come on, when it was all Lake. part of the side. Oh, you said Asia O'Hara. I'm thinking. Never mind. <laughs> um, she was very giving me a uh, pinup girl, mm-hmm. um, 1940s type ish mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and I think another another top favorite of mine was Yua uh, Hamasaki. She was oh, giving me the rain the realness. Yua was amazing. I loved every time they went to her. I was just like, ugh. But she, I love how she gives you like this fine line between like couture, comedy queen, and 
black. I like even in her look sometimes it's it's mm-hmm. I love it. She and she pulls it off um when she cuz I feel like what the judges sometimes the judges were not able to uh translate her looks. Right. And and I, I, I think that was a failure on their part, not on hers. Um, I can see that, yeah. Which is um, also uh, an issue I'm having with Drag Race Thailand, but that is a something I'll talk about. <laughs> 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 <Because> anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, did you like any others? Um, if you can remember. Oh, uh, Aquaria. I did live for Aquaria. I did like I that. For Aquaria. Um, I did like, I did love Asia. Uh, um, I liked the, I liked the dress the Vixen was wearing. Um, she... <laughs> not be messy i don't know how error four four i don't am <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> well um before we get into the, the meat potatoes of this topic mm-hmm, i'm hungry right, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh a couple of things i'm glad that the because i know miss cracker and aquaria have had issues about one or the other copying each other's looks i'm glad that that was not their whole story like um on season five when coco and Alyssa, their whole story was about miss gay you as a fake hmm. i'm glad that they didn't go that route with their story and one other thing um karen dusty's story is so sad to me like that type of not just hers but Monique's too that whole like your family just basically not wanting you that it's just something I can't even imagine and we have a very special guest uh, joining us just in time we have Miss Kayla Hi. <laughs> What's going Hello. on? I'm sorry, it's been like super crazy, but I would have killed myself if I had missed this because this is like a big deal to me. So I had to like rush home and make sure that I get here for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are just in time because we are uh, talking about Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> Timing is impeccable. Yes. I mean, I mean, first of all, I will say, hosting, co-hosting the the live tweets with you all is something I really miss. Mm-hmm. Since the fallout <laughs> of, um, you know, the non-existent community that we're a part of, shady <laughs> queens stay together. <laughs> and, I said that. And I, I missed it so much, and it was it was really great, and I've you know had a really good time and i am so over this damn show i let me say this i'm not over the show 
I am not. Mm-hmm. I am over old, tired queens in the show. The ones that don't want to change, that think that they're doing something good for the community, that aren't so... That's what I'm over. Hmm. Seeing people get the... the of People get the reception they deserve for an art form that has been around for decades, that is fantastic for me. But, you know, all the extra, no. Well, honey, let's break it down because Vixen... And uh, she had her rude talk to her about her. You said who? Issue, the vixen. No, you uh, talked to her. Ru- 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 uh, RuPaul. Oh, I, I thought I was <laughs> making sure. Um, about her run-ins with first Aquario, which I felt that, to me, vixen speaking up was valid because, like the, what was shown, Aquario was too vague. You know, if you're going to say something and be this, oh, well, somebody said something about something, then, girl, just say what you're going to say. Ain't nobody going to fight for real. <laughs> and to be fair, uh, because, oh, girl, who really wanted to be relevant, um, but she was certainly silent during this portion, um, Miss Caloric Carb. Dashing, yeah, her. Uh, yes, she was the one who uh, put everything on the table. She was mm-hmm. the one that brought the mess to the table in the first place. Uh, yes. During, yes, she was. Um, but she was certainly silent when everyone was asking the vixen why she stirred up the mess. Right, and I'm like, well, me, not, me asking you a question is not stirring it up, mm-hmm. per se. Like, she asked, Aquaria said, oh, certain people think that I'm biting off a cracker. And everybody was like, well, who said that? And you like, it just doesn't make sense to bring an issue if you didn't want the issue to be out in the open in the first place. Especially if you were over here lying to me. Hmm. Like, if you, if, if, they were lies if they were truths if you were giving them if you were feeding them to me but now you don't want to talk about them there is an issue like if you were feeding me information about someone else that i have to work around for the next however long there's an issue like i would like to air this out i am the type of person who would like to know what's up why why you don't want to talk about this this thing that you were just feeding me like why did you want me to think that this person was a bad person right what's going on exactly Uh, i mean and it's a thing you've seen it happen and it's gotten progressively worse over the show it's always the super young ones that like you said like the the fake kardashian what's her name I don't know what her name is. I Calorie like, or whatever. Yeah. Calorie Carb Dashian. She really thought she was clever. She really did. <laughs> that made me mad. I remember when I first heard her getting casted, I was like, she thought she was so clever. Oh, wow. Every single outfit that she owns, I I either own it as well or I've seen it on Amazon. Oh, exactly. Well, this, <laughs> it's not even that's not really shady i'm just not shady but i just shouldn't be able to clock your outfits like that i shouldn't be able to know that that's a fashion nova bodysuit oops well with 
mean, she could wear designer, but that fashion of fit. <laughs> it's a fit. Well, tell the truth, shame the devil. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's a thing. It's gotten worse progressively over the seasons that there is drama and there is mess. But this time, it was specifically targeted towards Vixen. And y'all know I was not a fan of Vixen. I'm still not a huge fan of hers, but I'm also not a fan of backing somebody into the corner so you can provoke a reaction out of them. Mm-hmm. And what made me mad is it's the same thing that Rue did to Nina last season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where we just need to help. Nina already had her own demons and her own issues because the Atlanta drag scene is very Violet Chachki from her season that's what the scene is down here and nina trying to fit into that and be a part of that scene as a a black drag queen is hard so vixen has that same thing but she has embraced it she's not shy she is not you know constantly doubting herself the way that nina was so i felt like rue was like read the situation wrong was like oh i'm just gonna give her this really huge release of emotion and help her change and she didn't need that and i i don't know what he was how like what the point was in reaching for that and there are moments where you know there were moments where the vixen was wrong and she owned up to those moments but she this a lot or it, her them ganging up on her about the Aquaria is one thing, and that part of the the talk seemed to go well. It's when we got to Eureka, uh-huh. she can choke, and I don't. I like, didn't really. I mean, I thought that what the vixen said about Aquaria at the time was valid. Um, when Aquaria pulled, and and I say this as someone who loves Aquaria, who stands Aquarian now, and no, and I also know that the Vixen likes Aquaria now. They people have seen Aquaria as someone who, when you present to something to her, she is capable of growth. She's capable of saying, you know what, actually, that was some bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grow as a person and like she and the Vixen were cool like that they grew past that <laughs> which um, it, I mean I get that and that's why I said that that portion of it it should have been left alone instead of let's do a deep dive into this whole Eureka Vixen thing because Girl. that but like that's Look what how we set it up from the beginning. Uh-huh. What he said was one of our most confrontational queens. Look at the wording. Look at the coding. Girl, uh-huh. we... Not, and you're not going to say one of our most confrontational. Not when That's a whole what... ass TC O'Hara has been on Drag Race twice. <laughs> Are we going to play that game? Because like, that... Yeah, this was a... This was a setup. This was a let us put the messy queen in her place because we do not, we are tired of this being about the real issues. So let us check the messy queen. That's what this was. Yeah. Right. And so let's get into that. Let's get into this fix in Eureka. So they played the clip with, uh, Eureka and Vixen get into it in an untucked. And clearly, 
the vixen was bothered by it when she went home because she felt that she had instigated this whole thing. Like she said to herself, like, oh, I feel like I'm this monster. And then when it turns out that you wanted to test me and it's a lot of white gays, white gay males have this notion that, oh, and I, I'm going to take it a step further. White, white people. Just, yeah. They, they want to go, like, attack you, attack you, attack you. And you have to, the black people, the black person has to be the bigger person. The black person has to step away and say, okay, I, I have to keep my emotions in check. The black person has to do all these things. And then when they finally break, they get the reaction. You wanted a nigga, a nigga's came here, and now you got all this attitude that you just can't handle. Now you do the standard, oh, I was afraid for my life. Or you do the white one, the classic white woman, I'm just going to cry, like Aquaria did. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're seeing it right now and where people are saying that whole, we should respond with civility. They, yeah. they want you to respond to being pushed into, because we, we know where our trauma is and they too know where our trauma is. She knew what, but she was looking for the button. Mm-hmm. She was looking to see exactly what her button was, where to push it. And and uh, she, the vixen even said, "You walked away from that exchange with a smile." Yep. And the vixen went home and was miserable. Like, exactly. The fact that you she pushed her to the point where, and so many of us have to teach ourselves. Okay, let me go ahead and not act like this in front of these white people that was me today when the f walked up to me and touched my hair but oh yeah know. i saw that i saw that when you tweeted that yeah so it is a thing and we're taught to not react it's the same thing of terry cruz when people are like well why didn't you say anything because in that moment as a huge black man who's got muscle on top of muscle on top of muscle if he's the one that reacts in that situation He's the one that's going to get in trouble. Uh-huh. He's the one that should have kept his cool and not put his hands on somebody after somebody just put their hands on him. He should be the bigger person. The whole thing of this respectability and civility, I'm really sick of that word today. If I never say that word again. <laughs> and, but it's too much. It is too much. But when you think about it like that, who is being, who is like, they have already broke civility like if we're looking at it like that why am i responding with civility to someone why am i being asked to respect someone who has disrespected me why as as she said why are you telling me how to react and not telling her how to act like Mm -hmm. that was a word Listen, that needs to be on somebody's shirt. Somebody's shirt. If she has not put it on something, I want to buy it. Because that that is, people are telling us how, how we should, how we should try and respond to these attacks against our, our lives a lot of times. Because this, when she goes on, when she logs on, People are like threatening her uh-huh. because of Eureka, because of Aquaria, because of how it's coded. 
because she looks like she is bullying some sweet white girl and mm-hmm. all she did was say girl this ain't it all exactly. she, and, and with eureka she said i am done with this go on, have your cigarette bitch and eureka <laughs> want to she wanted to fight about it uh-huh. and also when we're talking about and rupaul i need him to get some more she walked in and said i'm i came here to fight if you understood anything about memes internet culture black culture you would know that that is a meme <laughs> i just came here to fight that is uh, yeah. everyone Ru- understands that that yeah. is a meme on a meme rue talks as if she's white rue talks as if she is like her <laughs> eyes are blue but you ain't white your hair is straight because you pressed it last night uh-uh, like i don't understand where rue talks as if she is just white as snow I feel like Rue comes from that, but remember, Rue is like Lee Daniels. They come from that time. They are a generation above me. So they come from that time where it was about, you know, respectability. It was about all these things to play. You had to play white. You had to, you know, like, keep quiet. You don't want to upset those white people. Like, I feel like they come from that. And that's something that has been ingrained in them to where they even feel probably safer being with you know, around white people or what have you more. I mean, if you look at, look at who, how Rue has, like the people Rue surrounded himself with, I still think of Lucian. I still think of all that where it's, it's almost like he's far removed from what it was to be black or I'm not down there anymore. So I don't need to, you know, result to those situations if that makes any sense. So I feel like Rue is, comes from that world where everything had, you know, you had to you had to push yourself towards white in order to be successful. And I feel like that's what he had to do to become who he is today. But I think he has forgotten that that whole path has changed a few generations after that. Right. I mean, I don't think it's changed. I'm sure those white people he surrounds himself with still remind him he's a nigga when mm. the going gets tough. I mean, let's keep it honest. Because whiteness don't sleep. I'm sure that uh, (laughs) he has to battle that within himself. And and I'm sure that's where that anger at the vixen came from. Because he recognized himself in her. You don't remember when they did the, the, the Inner Demons episode? He said that who his inner demon was, was Rude Paul. Uh-huh. And if that isn't him being scared, if that isn't the vixen, if that isn't just him trying to push away the parts of himself that he sees in the vixen, he's he's going, uh-uh, girl, you ain't finna bring this around me and mess up my money. Right. Mm-mm. No, thank you. You better get out of here before. <laughs> and that's what that was. It was, nope, I I don't like it. When people, people were talking about how it echoed the, he had a Tyra Banks moment, but they don't understand how much that rings true because that episode of, of America's Next Top Model, when um, Tyra Banks went off on that girl who was also from the hood. On who, Tiffany. She went off on Tiffany, uh-huh. but it was because Tiffany was not reacting 
the way that she wanted her to. Tiffany wasn't sad enough for her. She wasn't begging. Tiffany was smiling because that is how, you know, I'm not about to give you my tears for this camera. Hmm. Right. And, and she was mad. <laughs> I mean, and you saw the pain when it all came out in Asia. That just broke me when she's like, we're all standing here. And she's like, even myself, I didn't do something because here's the thing. She's hurt because she feels like nobody has her back because we're sitting here supposed to respect Eureka. Eureka's got her second chance. Don't let her feel so sad. And it's this whole reaction thing to someone else acting out. Rue did the same thing in that moment. Yeah. In the same moment, did the same thing. So it's like Rue in that moment, it was literally the Spider Man meme. Yep. Hmm. That's why I said he sees himself in the vixen. That's why he didn't get up. Because mm -hmm. he would have been pulled into a nigga moment. <laughs> right. He would have been, oh, yeah, my, uh, I, don't, I don't have the complexion for the protection. Mm. He would have been there. So mad because this entire mess overshadowed the fact that Yuha was dressed as uh, the character from Tuvok, <laughs> and I was so mad because that shit was fantastic. I was what? like, look at her, look at her cosplay drag. I'm here for this, and then this shit happens, and we can't fully appreciate it. Right. Just the whole you took away from everybody's moment. It wasn't taking. It was you took everyone's moment to make it about the vixen and Eureka to appease Eureka's feelings. Uh -huh. Like Eureka can. And that's how I feel. And y'all know, I was like, okay, yeah, she's doing her thing. Cool. And then she just started really showing who she really is. Yeah. And it's not, it's the same thing of how people were like, well, Shangela should just be okay that she got, Shangela should have been in that top too. But Rue did some shady shit and she had the other jilted ass queens vote her in. And then people were like, well, you know, Shangela shouldn't be sad. She at least made it to All Stars. What? <laughs> it's always the black queens and how they react to situations. Mm -hmm. And let's don't forget that in that reunion, Eureka was like, oh, I just want to move past this. Like, now, hold on, bitch. Past that video. You don't, <laughs> you don't get to determine how we move past this when you started it in the first damn place. Mm. Let's get that shit perfectly clear. I will be mad if you take me to a level that I'm cussing your ass clean the fuck out. I'm not going to move past it until I'm ready to. You don't get to dictate that. But and she was wrong for that. This works. Isn't that... <laughs> right, okay. I only did it because I love you. I only pissed you off on purpose because I love you. Right. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and this whole... I understand the Vixen a whole lot because if I feel threatened and I am trying to have my calm about me, then I can remove, I will remove myself from the situation. If I don't want to get physical, if I don't want to have a screaming match, then I will leave mm -hmm. until I get calm. Right. But I can't, if I'm, if we're having like a heated debate and I feel myself getting angrier and angrier then the best thing for me to do is to remove myself from the situation. And I can understand where Vixen is coming from 100% because she felt that, like you all said, she was backed into a corner mm -hmm. and no one had her back except for Asia. 
after the fact. So the best thing for her to do was to, you know what, let me go before I swing on one of you hoes. I don't even know if if she would have gotten to that point. I think that she was, she realized Eureka was not going to take responsibility for her in a way that was real. She was not going to take responsibility for coming at her in that way and for being the shady person that she is because Eureka edits herself Mm -hmm. and she does it on the fly she's she knows how to edit herself (laughs) into a victim like that um in a very in a very bless your heart, bless your little heart type of way. If you've been below the Bible belt, you would know how that good old Southern, um, well, I was just, if you've ever been the victim of a, a Southern debutante's racism, then you will, hmm. you see Eureka. Um, that is racism with a side of, unseasoned fried chicken Mm-mm. and uh i know who she is right and <laughs> i she's got some charisma she's got a little bit of talent i don't know about uniqueness because i see a bunch of her every day but <laughs> she got a lot of nerve um, <laughs> listen <laughs> i'm not giving her no dollar <laughs> i'm not giving her no dollar <laughs> i'm not going nobody's me free for her and she wants 45 55 <laughs> <laughs> she get this one this middle finger <laughs> and you know like the vixen i already had my reservations with eureka the prior season because i was like okay she's gonna be one of these loud bitches but let me give her the benefit of the doubt let me not pay attention to my gut as the vixen should have from the get-go and let me give her a chance but you know that gut feeling is there for a reason what i think is i think there are certain things that there are they aren't allowed to talk about on the show and i think that that video is one of them um the um eureka saying the n-word video Mm -hmm. um so I think that may be something that (laughs) the Vixen had her met when she said she had her reservations about Eureka already, but Uh as with Charlie Hyde's uh, and people not really mentioning, you know, his past. His his full-on brown and black face? Yes, on the show. I, I, I do think there may be stipulations on the show about what you can and can't mention. And she got a little flustered when every time she was trying to talk about her reasoning for having reservations mm-hmm. about Eureka. And I do think that may be part of it. Is a lot of people knew. Yeah, I think a lot of people knew. And it, and it's... It, and, like, I, imagine having to work every day with a person that you knew is like mad mm-hmm. racist and thinks that they can say whatever they want and then knowing that they purposely goaded you into girl girl every day being black in america lit me mm-hmm. oh, it's just Lord. it just reflected on screen so that yeah. made it 
it, watching a reunion and play it back and the knowing that someone messed with you. I really was not a fan of them bringing back Untucked at all because Untucked is just to show messiness. When it was on YouTube, it had its purpose. Right. Because then all the trolls could stay there. Yeah. But bringing back Untucked was so messy because it was just like producers like oh well we could do it we see that people are like being assholes online let's just go ahead and bring them so it's on a national level at this point and these people are getting like threats you know yeah and i felt like the decision to do that was a one of ruth and then those of production and ph1 and I feel like they're putting a lot of people at risk by bringing that portion of the show. I never really liked Untuck, even though it gave me some of the best moments. Those moments are few and far in between when y'all are just being super messy. Mm-hmm. It's not what it's gotten towards the end. You know, it, it's at a point where now it's messy and it's hurtful. Yeah. So, well, it was always messy and hurtful, but... Uh, it had its moments, I, though. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I don't have a sugar daddy, and I'm yeah. I have to say gonna... <laughs> that is a moment. That was a moment. Will ever be glamour? Going to yeah. Where else are we? And also, it gives us like kind of an a better inside look into knowing because when they're on the stage, you kind of get the like you got to feel that people are a little more confident than they are and then untucked kind of gives you this oh this is this person was not ready at all like untucked has given me a a look at why people were not ready and well she was not she was back there sitting down that's why she was (laughs) she just gave up she didn't even practice the lip sync at all she you know what i mean looks at valentina Or um, just seeing who is being comforting. It gives you just a little bit more insight sometimes. Not even the messiness. If you're just kind of watching what's going on in the background, um, just who's comforting who, who is talking, who's like, "Mm, bump everybody. I'm just going to put these headphones on. Um, Which is kind of why I live for it. I do understand that... Uh, the stands take it to an extra level because of Untucked. But I feel like even without Untucked, they would just start doing random stuff again, yes. talking yeah. about the edits and accusing everything of just being editing. Um, and Untucked kind of humanizes the girls just a little bit more. Right. Um, I I feel like it did a better job of that like when it was strictly a YouTube thing. Because it was stripped down. Because once you put Untucked on the air, it is when it gets more... more the production. It gets produced more. Yeah, it is yeah. more produced now. So um, I, I, I appreciated it when it was, you know, something that was just on YouTube. I could go and watch it. And you, I do get that. It was real. It was very real um, to and, watch and have their moments. But... Watching this season on Untucked even was just, like, it it was just tough because it's like, you know there's going to be something said 
and somebody's talking about how they want to bend over, you know, Cameron. So I, you just you kind of it kind of got predictable, but then it also was very you could see that the ed it was highly edited this season, I think, and it does it doesn't help the viewers because they're getting that producer touch of watching it sure as opposed to like you said what sure did help vanji <laughs> yeah lord you know <laughs> i want her to make a whole audiobook series so she can just like just <laughs> talk me to sleep that boy <laughs> let me tell you like it's just the best thing she's she to me is like one of the highlights of this entire season um but I, you know, I don't know what even's going to become of the the fan base because it's such a divide right now because the amount of white gay men coming out, she should have just stayed and everyone could have helped her and it's just reading it. It's like, no, I wish there's no way to put them in our shoes and understand what that's like. Uh-uh. I'm be back corner that way and i've that's this is coming from somebody that's had this happen twice at work in the past two months you know it's just tough i'm gonna be quite honest i the this reunion was the most i've seen of a switch um the hate that i saw the vixen getting um over the season i saw more white gays being like Oh, so we might have been wrong. <laughs> JK, sorry. Uh-huh. And while there was still like, she should just shut her black mouth, like go away. Um, there was still a lot of that. I did see more, a lot more of, oh my God. Um, <laughs> oh my God. It's been, we've been wrong this whole time. We had no idea. Like, right. I even saw, I think, the girl from Pitch Perfect, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? Um, and while that's not redeeming for the white gaze at all, um, at least the white gaze has shifted a little bit. Um, that is white gaze spelled. <laughs> white G A Z that's trademarked by at H H O Come on H O E M O on Twitter. I love him. Shout out to my <laughs> my boy. I love him. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so uh, one final thing before we move on. Um as far as the winner, I think honestly I really don't know who they're going to pick because, let's be honest, Cameron's out of it. Um, <laughs> I mean, as much as I like her drag, as much as she is beautiful inside and in drag and out, she should have not been in the top four. Unless... They're just marveling because she gives you fish with muscles. That's all. Right. That's all that is. She's just... She is just portrayed. That is all she is. She's right. Liter- they're literally like, wow, you are passable. Like, wow. But, Let girl, he is 
bisexual. Like I found out about Anthony. Let me tell you. I'm... Oh, that's a conversation we're going to take offline, dude. Anthony. But if they give it to Eureka, mm. one crowd is going to be, oh, she doesn't deserve it. The other crowd is going to be, oh, she deserves it. Time for a big girl to win. And if she doesn't win, those roles will be reversed. Now, she had, I also feel that she, uh, me and my partner were talking about this before we got on air. She's had had an advantage because she already knew that she was going to come back when Rue even gave her the invite. So she had all this, literally all this time to get her drag together and get her looks together. So she had more time than the other girls. Mm-hmm. So that's already like, oh, she she has an advantage. And her funds. And her funds, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I know who's <laughs> making her costumes too. Uh. So... I don't I don't know about Eureka. Now, if they give it to Asia, good. I don't know if they will because Eure- uh, Eurasia. Asia <laughs> has been giving subliminal messages unsubliminally with those uh, looks, uh, those past two looks. More, she, uh, um, listen, she's saying that I am not doing this with you all. I am being silenced. Uh, black people are being hung out like this and it is it, messages uh-huh. it's statements so I don't know if Rue is going to go for that it only leaves Aquaria or Eureka to be honest and Which... from what I heard Aquaria wins mm. <laughs> let me I mean, tell I like you I feel the same way about that as I feel about Y'all don't like Aquaria? She's all. I would be okay with her winning. I just. I feel that she has grown throughout the season. I don't know. My thing with Aquaria is I think that when there are young queens who happen to be extremely talented and smart and funny. If they are bitchy too, the audience hates them. Mm. And so she has, and and the, their teammates hate them. So she has had to figure out a way. So what is, what is Yes Girl shade for other queens and funny for her is, mm-mm girl, you too big for your boots. So she has had to figure out a way to be playful. She So she'll be shady and then say, just kidding. Mm-hmm. Well, and not really. I, yeah, I mean, not really, but she's, fig- she's had to figure out a way to exist and, and be herself without being pushed back into that girl you're not ready to get too big for your britches because she's young as shit and she doesn't want you know remember when um remember how much they hated uh what's her name at first violet trotsky mm-hmm. well to be honest i mean i, I did too <laughs> but because of but the things that she participated in online 
but I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about that because I wasn't really a, a stan of hers or and didn't really care about her Did you online. Do a Google, do a Google. But I'm just talking about the girls in the in the room. How much they they were like, mm, right? Shady. It a lot of it was also like even even some of the white queens. It was because she was young and all of these things and it's so you can't also be shady because it comes off as <laughs> it comes off as who do you think you are sit back down you're too big for your boots uh-huh. and i think that that's what aquarius trying to like when she made when she said i just kind of want all you people to leave like and that was true that was and that was true and they were like, we don't like it. But then when Aquarius said it, I mean, not Aquarius, uh, uh, um, Eureka said it, it was Kiki's. Yeah. <laughs> so she has to, she has to like learn the balance. And that's, that's been my journey. And I think, um, I think, I think other people have noticed that about her too, that she doesn't have a bad heart. She's just awkward hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna go around and tell me who do y'all want to win Kayla <laughs> <laughs> can I put in a substitute <laughs> you got four to choose from girl oh lord um if I had to pick one I want Asia to win yeah <laughs> yeah Tora um Monet exchanges sponge. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess uh, I really want to see Asia. Uh, Yeah. And she knows how to compete for a crown. She did. uh, She's uh, all American goddess 2012. Mm. She has the national pageants under her belt, so. Oh, I know. She gives me pageant queen. Oh, yeah. And she's from Texas, so, you know, of course. the Home yeah, of pageant queen. pageant queen. Which is why I'm hesitant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Because if you look online, the vixen's like, mm, okay, girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> But she also says things that are very necessary. So she is, the fact that she took Luther task just on that alone, and the fact that she's willing to make this a statement, she's necessary. Mm-hmm. It's necessary. So, Asia. Victor? Asia. Ah, I have to agree, too. <laughs> but so you, seem, see. you seem hesitant, too. You were like, I have to. This... Well, I, I I want Asia to win, but they're probably gonna give it to Aquarius. Mm. Yeah, they I or they may surprise all of us and give it to Cameron. Why else <laughs> would Cameron still be here? Yeah, I mean Cameron. I mean she that that I will say Cameron's uh my favorite look of hers was old lady, and she turned it out in her uh, her yeah. lips. So, I mean, she could shock all of us. If she pulls a sh- Sasha Valor, because y'all know how I feel about Sasha, 
I will leave this fandom for the rest of the <laughs> If a wig comes off and there are petals and or glitter and or... It's going to be revealed. I know there's going to be reveals. I'm still trying to figure out why that was a big deal, but... It was it... just some flowers, girl. She wasn't really dancing. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I was like, okay, okay, I, little kids do stuff like this. And I feel like, like that this. was, like, just a camera zoom because... Uh, oh, she was back there giving it to us. What? Do you, why are you looking at these petals? <laughs> it was a gimmick, and the kids go up with gimmicks. Listen, let me. Say I wasn't. I was like, can we go back? <laughs> <laughs> Shea Coulee and Peppermint were robbed of the lip sync that I wanted. So I'm really like still on that, and I will never let it go. Just like I will never let go that people decided to put BB. Zahara and 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 back into the competition, but you know what? It is what it is. I'm leaving. I will never get over Bibi Zahara standing there and saying thank you. Yes, when Aja make the rest <laughs> Yes, thank you. And then refusing to say anything when uh, I, like she refused to even apologize a little bit. Girl, I would have jumped across that table. <laughs> You know what? I honestly, it's a lot of the girls that don't win that go on to be my favorites because let me tell you, a bitch stands Aja. I do uh, too. That is yeah. my Uha. I love her so much. And she's doing so, she's such a, a well rounded individual where she's got so many different interests that make her drag very interesting. Mm-hmm. So the ones that I want, the ones that don't, that walk away from it are like, know that there is a niche for them. Mm-hmm. That that's why it worked for Shangela. That's why it worked for Trixie. You know, they took their losses and hell, Katya and and Trixie are getting paid out the ass yeah. by being people that lost. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, a crown a crown don't really mean that you're gonna go yeah through, uh, do be, uh, bigger things. So cheering, <laughs> Jennifer Hudson. Listen. <laughs> all right <laughs> well do we have any other tea to spill because lord that was a lot that was a lot of tea and we are down to the bags so i, I think we are good i think we're good with the tea this week <laughs> well, yeah let's go go ahead and take a break mm-hmm. and we'll come back with our king size issue Well, and we are back. I know. Well, <laughs> yes, it, it's been uh, a very yes. good episode. You know, we're hanging out with friends of the show, Kayla and Tora, yes. on this one hundredth episode of Megashine. So, I wanted to talk about something that is very relevant, and since it is Pride Month, and that is fluidity and sexuality. I feel that now in this generation that more people are coming to terms with sexuality, not it being just a a binary straight or gay, but more like pansexual. You have asexual. You have all of these sexualities that are being, I don't want to say discovered, but realized. So what is everybody's, I don't know, 
train of thought when it comes to this emergence and this acceptance or hopefully moving towards an acceptance of these different sexualities and just jump in whenever you're ready um i think as someone that identifies as bisexuality as bisexual as bisexual as a bisexual it's it's been something that has been like a progressive um realization for myself but then Mm -hmm. to see it have like this huge emergence over the past few years um it's kind of tough because you get the people that are so set and they're like oh well this straight woman is only curious she's not really bisexual and it causes a lot of um just discourse that's ugly because if you're really saying that you accept yourself as bisexual and someone they quote unquote has bisexual tendencies that shouldn't bother you it's a whole lot of none of your business um it's it's like when the whole thing happened with the girl song that came out. Um, who all is on that? What? BB Rexa. Oh, girl, don't give me the line on here. Um, Charlie <laughs> XCX, whatever her name is. Yeah, whatever she, her name is. Um, Rita Ora. And there's one more. Nikki. Car- no, Cardi. Cardi B was on it. Yeah, so like people got mad about it. And I can understand. So like people like. Haley got upset and Kalani. But I'm like, if you're saying you're so accepting of people and they're just talking about these things, it's it's just something to not... If we're saying that everybody is fluid in their sexuality, no one is truly straight, why is that something that bothers you? So this whole reemergence of being, of identifying as pan, um, asexual, bisexual... It's a whole lot of nobody's business. Um, And so there's been a whole, what there has been is a lot of discussion of if this is a real thing. Um, People think it's going to to hurt people that truly are bisexual. And I don't think that that's an issue. Um, And I I mean, that's just my opinion. I feel like there's been a lot of talk about it and people tiptoe around the subject. Um, And I just want to understand from other people's perspective why accepting that someone is fluid in their sexuality that might quote-unquote identify as straight but has a curiosity towards another sex, why they have to label themselves. So it's kind of hard. I don't know if that makes sense, you know, when you put a... For me, yes, I identify bisexual, so I have an attraction to male and female. Um, but then again, I am a bisexual woman who is getting married to a man, so apparently that's not a thing, and I was just having a phase. You know, there, the, it's, it's hard because you've got to ride two sides, you know, and straddle it perfectly. Um, it's, it's tough, and I don't know, Tora, if that... If that's I understand where you're coming from i'm i identify as pansexual um and i'm in a polyamorous relationship um and so i understand where you're coming from um we we do um we do have that privilege where um we can go out and we aren't necessarily um 
people aren't able to look at us sometimes and because I am femme presenting and uh, our my sexuality isn't on display because I'm in a relationship with a cis, cis man so it, it's people may you know question if my sexuality is I guess real but that's not when we're talking about the fight for LGBTQIA plus rights I guess it's more of understanding our privilege as straight passing individuals in queer spaces I guess sometimes Um, but also to your point about that song Um, Sometimes, because of our community having had to deal so often with celebrities queer baiting us, um, like celebrities who will later come out and say, you know, oh, I'm absolutely straight. But they've made songs about that allude to queerness or allude to liking women. Um, It's okay. Do you or is this song just for the male gaze are you just talking about kissing men i mean or kissing girls just for the gratification of cis men because then yeah it it does harm us when we're trying to exist in public and men think that it's for them that's that's i guess what the issue is Like, are you creating these songs about your experiences or are you contributing to our oppression further as, you know, someone who is not thinking about the full experience? That's the the issue, I guess. And it's a multifaceted issue that I think needs to because even even as even as someone who is in a who is pan i i have to talk to myself sometimes about what things i do for the male gaze and what things are for myself even when you're discussing just sexuality what things turn me on and what things turn my partner on and am i doing this cuz i like it or am i doing this cuz he likes it am i mm which when we're in a polyamorous relationship, when we're talking about what types of partners we're interested in, you know what I mean? Those are the questions that we have. So I I get it. It's, it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. I'm glad y'all share that. I, it's weird because I think about, you know, coming up, and seeing how things have changed like in the 90s how you like we didn't know anyone who was bi and by in my in my world i would say was something you use as a safety net um before you completely came out and we i, I think we misused what that word really means and what it really meant to be bi when i was coming up so i felt like we use it as a safety net before we actually saw oh, i'm gay 
but I think we just did not understand what we were really doing when we were doing that because I think we set the we set a precedent a precedent that this is something that you use to protect yourself. It had nothing to do with anything else. And you didn't understand what that meant to be by. I think now this generation has more of a, a definition, more people coming out and, and, and claiming that, more people understanding what that really means. There's still a struggle with that because there's people who still think it doesn't, as y'all was saying, it doesn't really exist, but it does exist. And I think that looking at how far we've come is very fascinating because again, back in the day, hell, if you could, you you rarely saw yourself in a lot of different things, unless it was porn or in some biblical sense where it was used against you. So nowadays we have more of, we have more visuals of what it is to be polyamorous, to be gay, to be bi, to be asexual. It's more that to see. And, I, and I'm happy because I think of the students that I work with and I teach, they have those options to understand who they are, they can actually see themselves in different media outlets versus what we can. So I feel like things are out there and available for people to understand how we, now how people want to interpret that, that's always going to be an issue because I think some people are still struggling with this being a real thing, which I I understand why some people may feel that way, but I, I don't know why they still hold on to those old beliefs. I mean, that even comes with when I first heard about pan with uh people that identify as pan i didn't understand it but you know as someone that deals with the well you're not really bisexual um the heterosexual part of when you tell a male that you are bisexual and they go oh well that means you want to have a threesome no (laughs) that is not that is not what that means let me tell tora please tell me how many times you've had to have that conversation (laughs) (laughs) i I haven't done maths in a while, so I don't know if you guys want me to count that much. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. It's like you had to prove it. You had to be like, oh, well, then you're really not. You're just, you know, it was a thing you did. And it's like, that's yeah. not what that means by any sense. Um, so it's, you know, like I said, it's tough. Um, because People assume that it means that you're overtly sexual. And it's tough for me because I am and I <laughs> and I have to try to like explain to people, okay, but this doesn't this isn't because of like the pansexuality. I'm just uh, like I'm just like this. Like it doesn't have anything to do with <laughs> like I this is just who I am, but you should not expect this of other of all pansexual people. I just am ain't got no home training so and, and, that's, and that's me I am a deeply sexual person but I'm always fixated on the one person that's it I'm not yeah. fixated on two people mind you I have ADD so a threesome is like terrifying um <laughs> I'm having to worry about that many people so, <laughs> but like an or two though like it's it, it's one of those things and so when when I found out about what what pan was I had to put self and be like okay so I have to also understand that there this is something that's quote unquote a new identifier and have to be accepting of those people and understand that it's different because I have to put myself in my shoes and be like okay so when you talk to people that you you tell them that you're bi 
you have to, you know, over, like, over-explain when you say you're one of them. If you're not gay and or, or a lesbian and you fall in that in-between, you have to over-explain each and every time. And yeah. I just tough. say all identities, presentations, um, and, like, it, it's, and I'm pretty pretty good at putting a laugh on it so people will leave me alone um but it it, it does get tiring sometimes I don't know um, do you think at in this day of age where information is readily available that we as queer people should have to explain our specific sexuality to people or do you think that they should use Miss Google? Well, I think that because the spectrum is, because of how, because there is a spectrum, um, I do think that you don't have to, but if you would like to, when talking about your sexuality, explain you know who you are and where you fall on that because there are some people that you know I'm that will say I'm I'm bi but I am you know more into femme presenting or I'm more into you know it sometimes it really helps to explain to people what you like or what you tend towards because I mean I know even though I'm pan um, I I was talking to someone earlier I tend to across all identities across all I tend to kind of like big eyes um, lips and shoulders I don't know what it is and not really a specific body type not it it doesn't matter the NB, uh, mask presenting, femme, femme presenting, like it, it doesn't matter, but if their lips, if their big bedroom eyes, I'm like, hmm, this is, and brown skin, I'm like, hmm, this might be it. And I realized that as I was scrolling through X, <laughs> it's like, ooh, girl, <laughs> you might got a type that scrolls all of them. <laughs> Going back to look at your exes is the scariest thing when you realize they all look alike. You're like, oh, no. But, like, across... but You get what I'm saying? And no, yeah. realizing I'm pan, and across all presentations, across, like, same types of features, and I'm like, oh, girl, you might have a problem. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting, I guess, to be able to say that you know, across the spectrum, I kind of still like these features and people and it's fun. But I mean, if you don't have those, if it's hot is hot. But we still have, but we still haven't touched on, I guess, bisexuality in, in men and it, it being something that is even though we're kind of we're kind of t- 
talking about it a little more with women with men it's it's something that is either completely taboo or no you're not you're not bi you're just gay mm-hmm. you know what i mean or it's this is just a this is just a stop for you so right. it, it's that's something that i i think is i i don't know how we're going to get past this in our community like i don't know i i, I don't either and i know that that discussion is very limited amongst queer males because they feel that, oh, maybe I can just quote unquote, turn him all the way gay. Yeah. Much like a, a a gay man sleeping with a, a straight man or a straight presenting man. I'll say. Oh no, let's not do that too. Oh, that is something that I don't want no part of. That's just not, that's just like not that's a whole a nother story. That's a whole nother story that I can't like. I'm not going to go small tangent. I'm not going to go out of my way to get straight presenting guys who claim that they're straight, but yet want dick every damn day. Like that. That is just too much for me. You know, like you'll say you're straight in public, but then you're like, oh. Uh, let me get that dick or you know shit like that like (laughs) I don't have that kind of time I that's why I've been with my man for as long as I have been he likes dick he says he's gay I like dick I say I'm gay let's do this thing because I ain't got time to waste (laughs) now (laughs) it's it's either they're I I don't know it's either they're they're not and they, they just I don't know, or they really do have some trauma that they need to unpack because of, you know, how society deals with homosexuality and listening. You ain't nobody's therapist. Right. I've I've been there in relationships before with, you know, the girl who's, I'm the Christian girl who's, I'm not this, I'm not gay though. And you're like, okay, well, let me just wipe that off your face. And also, um, Torah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, call me back when you have finished this discussion with yourself. I, uh, I'm not gonna have it with you. Like, <laughs> it sounds like something you need to talk to yourself about. I'm not gonna convince you. <laughs> right. Fantasia said the best. I ain't gonna beg you. I'm not going to beg you to be here if you don't want to be and I'm not going to convince you to put on a label that you're not comfortable with Mm -hmm. Um, but But I'm also not going to be your your bisexual plaything that's my thing that's what I became at one point with my ex Mm. because she was straight presenting and it was too much so at that point, it was just like, okay, I'm done and I'm over it. And it put me off women for a hot minute. Bitch was crazy. Um, I, I, I never, Tora knows about this. I will never go through that. And Tora's seen a picture of her. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But 
never, never again um, will I let someone that beautiful ever put me through that type of mess again. Not to say that my fiance is not beautiful because he is a handsome man. I saw him. He is. He's cute. He's cute. He's cute. <laughs> so, <laughs> me. <laughs> what does Val call him? Summer soldier. <laughs> Every time I call him, that's that now, cute. he's just sad. But I mean, at the same time, I've, I've even had, like, with the person I'm marrying, I've had to have the conversation about me being bisexual does not mean I want a threesome. And it took, it takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, because people have, they do think that, especially if they are straight, if they are heterosexual. And luckily, and thank God, he's he's very understanding. And we had to have that conversation and put that thought out of his head. Um, but it's also hard when you're single dating and having to do that that whole dance with someone that is not sure what they are um, and don't want to put a label on themselves and they just want to use you because they're like not comfortable yet. It's a hard thing, especially if you're bisexual because then you're dealing with the the, the male part of it and that 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 part is hard or if you're dealing with the female part of it that that's tough and I feel it's even worse and I will say bisexual men have it worse than bisexual women in my opinion I agree to that yeah it's just it just is what it is they it's hard and it's tough to see because I see it even on Twitter but I, I feel like we are getting to a space where we can talk about it more. That's why... Yes, especially bisexual black men. Um, that's why I'm thankful for, you know, shows that do, you know, shed a light on that. Um, because it's a big deal, and it's giving representation to people that rarely get that representation. Um and getting bisexual women get that representation on tv yes it's tragic because we're always shown as like indecisive messy don't know what they want look at this bisexual woman no um but you know bisexual men don't get that because then it's always a coming out story well i'm not really bisexual i'm gay like no sweetie this is not stop doing that Mm -hmm. stop writing that narrative you know and that's just I I want to be I want for us to get to a point to where we're having that conversation more that pansexual men, bisexual men, especially of color, exist. And they are not just using that label. Well to- there's this fear that monosexual people have that if you are attracted to more than one uh, sexuality, identity, what that what they have to offer is not enough, and that you you require both, or in my case, all, <laughs> um, <laughs> in order to fulfill your sexual needs, and that you are going to cheat on them or leave them for um, what it is that that they're lacking. Um, And and that's part of that fear. And so that's part of this whole like 
craze of you're not really you're just that step that that's part of that fear they they're afraid that you're going to break their hearts and leave them for the other and and on both sides not and it's you're you're being pulled and it's you don't really know how to say well I mean I I don't have to because I'm polyamorous but um for (laughs) you um people that are in monogamous relationships your your challenge is to say you are enough for me and I have chosen to be with you and you only because that is the commitment that we made to each other and if you can't understand that I that my attraction for you like is the same as your attraction to other people like if you're able to walk around other people that you're attracted to and not cheat that is the same thing with me like I I'm not like hypersexualized because of my my um sexuality I'm not I don't have like the power of five sexualities in one <laughs> um but that's that's what they think that you're just like out here wanting it more because you you got you got both you got all of them right as in like you're uh, some sort of like if you're greedy or something yeah they they and they don't and and even if when they love you they there's that fear that that inadequacy right and you have to have those very tough conversations and say i said you were enough didn't i (laughs) shut up (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry right you have to like listen you have to grab him by the motherfucking shoulders and say listen didn't we say we was enough for each other okay (laughs) that's what we said i go fix me a sandwich right (laughs) Mama's hungry. Right. <laughs> and girlfriends is about to come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> she yells at Tony, so come on. <laughs> when is she not yelling at Tony? That's the one where Tony finds out she getting cheated on. She tried to run over dude with the shopping cart. Come on now. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a favorite. <laughs> My favorite one is when... And I know we are getting completely off topic, (laughs) but when I think it was on the second season, first or second season, when Tony slept with, uh, well, tried to sleep with, what's his name, Greg? Not Greg. um, I forgot what his name was. The sex addict. Yeah. Mm, Yep. And then they had this whole, um, they had to go to church and they were crying in front of the altar. Uh, Yes. So black, Ooh, but yeah, that was, that was so black. I was like, oh, they did that show. I love the episode where she has the restaurant at Erica Badu said, and she goes, "You go, <laughs> you do Badu. <laughs> <laughs> you do that crazy thing. You do Badu." <laughs> was that the one where Lynn had her uh her white uh her sister? White. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh wow. she's like, what's up with Tanya Marie? <laughs> oh, oh lord but, his sister kept trying jones oh my god he's like i need some hip-hop <laughs> oh brothers like a but not too but uh, uh, uh 
she said some shit. I don't, it was just too much for me. It was too much. Oh my god! And then um, Peanut was almost about to burn her with his hot comb because she said the N word. Right. <laughs> what kind of situation did like, you bring up in this situation? Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I lo- that show was so much. It filled so much. Where? Why is it? Uh, why don't we have that anymore? It was a casualty of that writer's uh, strike way mm-hmm. back when well, but I feel like you know it's I don't know why I think I saw that um, she was saying Mara was saying that uh, she's tired of asking or begging for this to be a movie I'm like why do you have to beg for this to be a movie I would think people would want what? this I'm like yeah I mean they gave sex in the city like five movies more than they should have ugh them white bitches Okay. Okay. Well, okay. You know. Well, I have a you know heart how many for them, times But what you call it had to go under the knife just so that she could be on the big screen. She's a turkey. <laughs> so I mean, I, I'm trying to figure out like why is this a struggle? Because like, I feel like if any production company was smart, they'd be like, uh, "Yeah, we'll do this because we know." I mean, after Girls Trip, this. I mean, come on. I, I feel like somebody should be like, "Go find me." I guarantee they would have the money by morning. That that just, like put it in front of a studio head and be like, "Listen, go ahead, put it, put, tell us where to fly to." Or at least Netflix. I'm surprised we'll Netflix. Location. They green lighting all types of mess. They could at least try to. No shade to Netflix, because I wouldn't mind you know writing something for them. But at the same time, the, some of the things they just put up there i'm just like y'all just okay i'm a, I'm like okay. you want to go inside the life of a sneeze all right book it right <laughs> <laughs> like and i'm just well can i have a thing because i got some ideas yeah. no. where where do we go where do the black people go to give ideas to oh no it sure as hell ain't bet no where do the black people go at netflix to give ideas i just want to know well, didn't the president uh, get uh, have to resign because he was calling everybody a nigga? Uh, yeah, he's the <laughs> the head of um, the PR. He decided to say it. I guess he was using it in a context, and people still didn't like it, and yeah. it was like a whole thing. And I'm like, it's the it's like just stop saying it. Just stop. Right. Stop. There was a diagram, and there's a list of people, and you and your aide and your hue cannot say that word no. that wasn't so, his first time but no of course it wasn't his first time it's never it's never their first time mm-hmm. it is never their first time i remember the first time a song oh listen <laughs> and a song with nigga in it came on and james looked at me and i was like yeah you know uh-huh. i was like you better not I used to do thing, this thing with my white friends where when we were listening to songs with Nigga in it, I would just randomly uh, turn the volume down or cut the song off just to see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know at my CrossFit, um, there's one, one of the, one of my instructors, he's really cute, but he was, he likes a lot of hip hop and a lot of songs he played, pretty much all the songs out there has word nigga in it and so he was playing it and then he kept looking he was like and then after the end of the session he walked over he was like you just say the word and i won't play these songs again and i'm like 
uh, uh, I was like, okay. I said, well, I said, I was like, you know what? I, that, you do do what you think is best. Cause I said, I don't, I said, personally, you can play be all Beyonce and that would be fine with me. And so now he feels like he needs to play Beyonce when I'm in the session. I'm like, I don't know what you do when I'm not here, but he wants to yum yum. Well, now, no, he, uh, he, oh, he, you. he could have it though, but, um, because that last album, she uh, what was that song? She sang "Nigga" like, yeah. real loud. Oh, what is that song? That what's that on the uh, "Love Is Love"? Yes, yeah, yeah. You said "Love Is Love." Yeah, out the word "nigga." Yeah, several times. So they they know about us. I think that's the name. Like I, it's called. I think I, it's Noah. Yeah, they know about us. Something like that. Which is one of my favorite songs. How but you get them white fans out of there. If they know <laughs> she, you know she is. <laughs> I feel like she did that just so that she could get right. She's like, oh, they trying black people. Hmm. <laughs> and and no shade to other female rappers, but I feel like she basically outraps some of these girls. I mean, not Janelle Monae, but yeah, a lot of these girls. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nikki, all of them. This, you know, I was sitting there like, okay, Beyonce, I guess you know you've learned. A lot of things down your line, so I'm just like, okay, all right. She's been rapping, to be real. She that staccato thing, that thing she does, she's been doing that for years. But this one, she came like she uh, she talked her shit. I was sorry, yeah. she talked big stuff. This, I I know a lot of people don't like it, but I I I do like it. It always takes me like, oh. Beyonce just had to remind my black ass that she's black, you know, like, cause she's always presenting herself like I'm nice, I'm put together, yada yada. But all of a sudden, well, I, w- I won't say all of a sudden. It's just like, <laughs> don't let. She said, don't forget that I'm black. I'm from Houston, and I beat your ass. It, it's, that's what this. It was. <laughs> be, you know, who the fuck did you did you forget who the fuck I am? Right. So this album was y'all niggas won't mind your motherfucking business and don't forget to mind your motherfucking business bitch because i will beat your ass if you don't mind your motherfucking business bitch <laughs> because where am i from bitch i'm from motherfucking houston bitch and if you don't here here you want to know so goddamn much here right. is my business bitch but mind your business bitch because do you know where i'm from i'm from motherfucking houston if you don't mind your business i will beat your ass mm, yeah. by the way i'm rich as fuck Beyonce has big dick energy, so yeah. I mean, where did that come from? I saw that earlier today, and I was like, "Where is this coming from?" But you know, a lot of people got big dick energy, and that goes right back to my whole. Let me quit. I'm thinking about Chris Evans again. She always has had big dick energy. Remember that <laughs> when she laughed at Kelly when she called herself the second lead. Yeah. 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 I laughed at that too. When she called, <laughs> when she said, "Well, I guess you just gonna have to go home. Oh. <laughs> it's better to be home than to not have luck." Oh, Lord, I, I've been seeing. It's been on my timeline all day. Someone just said that Tom Hanks has big dick energy, and I'm not even gonna fight that. You yeah, know, uh, I don't know if I would want. Tom I don't have some big ball energy. Yeah, you know what? That's what we need. <laughs> people you know, need to get that together. Okay. But... And 
Twitter and Instagrams at Black Magic. That is spelled at Black and then M A J I I K. Um, I also have a website, torashade.com, um, and I have a calendar up there with events and stuff. And I also have a YouTube that I will eventually uh, have stuff on, whatever. Don't don't pressure me. Whatever. What do you mind? <laughs> <laughs> Kayla, how about you? Um, you know, I'm just up to <laughs> what did Shannon and Shara do me? Oh, that's right. Timeline terrorist. I do what I can. Um, oh, all right. And or brighten days depends on how you look at it. Um, but you, know, you can find me at Maria underscore Hisella and his spell Hisella is spelled. G-I-E-S-E-L-A that's on Instagram and Twitter um I have bright red hair if you don't already know I change my hair color a lot because it just depends on how I feel but the red probably will stay um nothing big well I mean I guess it's kind of big I'm working with Autodesk they really liked the what Black Panther means to me campaign and so I will be helping them reach out reach out reach out to um different people influencers on social um and just going to be a huge long consulting project it's a lot of fun i have been sitting on this information for a hot minute um so it'll be reaching out to young women um and men of color and get them involved in stem and you know doing all of the fun things that can come with media entertainment and art so that's a big project that's going on right now um, hopefully I will have some other kind of news that might go out uh-uh. soon. I don't know. Hopefully, uh, we'll just keep fingers crossed. And I also am a freelance social media curator and graphic designer. And if you have any inquiries, you can go to kay-marketing.com. Um, it's all super fancy. Like I pay for a Squarespace, so you should really check it out. Yes, right. come on, plug. All right, come on, yes. come on, Squarespace. <laughs> And Monique Hart's voice stunning. <laughs> Work. <laughs> <And Monique's shoes>. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that wasn't deep enough. Work. Work. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for us, you can find us on Twitter. The podcast is at Making Pod. I'm at Porter Pizzazz. Victor's at Wonder Man 5. Uh, we have a website, MegashinePod.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at Megashine Pod, on Instagram, Megashine Pod. 
The website is also available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. So subscribe, comment, like. Um, let's see. Do we have anything else before we get out out of here? No, that's pretty much it. Oh, again, as I will say again, launch the Kickstarter today. Scared to death, but we're gonna do it and see what happens. Yes, but you know what? <laughs> You're gonna actually fulfill yours. So, yes. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> I almost just threw this whole motherfucking computer. <laughs> 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 oh, and uh, once again, thank you all for joining us on this 100th episode yes. of Magazine. Hopefully, God willing, we can have a hundred more. Yes. And, you know, keep on pushing. Right. That's all we can Thank do. Thank you so much for having us. This has been super fun. Thanks for putting up a smile crazy. Love y'all. Well, thank, thank y'all for coming. I love you guys so much. Um, thank you. Thank oh. you. And until next time, we'll see y'all on the flip side. All right.